not going to lie to you. The chart of accounts may not sound like the most exciting topic, but if you're serious about taking your career to the next level, it's a topic you can't afford to ignore. So let's dive right in and explore what it is, how it works, and some best practices for setting up and using a chart of accounts effectively. Stick around until the end when we discuss one very common misconception about chart of accounts that could be hurting your organization. Hey guys, I'm Mary Schaefer, founder of AP Now, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge business intelligence. If you work in, manage, or have responsibility for the accounts payable and or payment function. So let's dive right in. What is the general ledger chart of accounts? Very simply put, the chart of accounts is the foundation of the accounting system and is used to organize and categorize all financial transactions in an organization. Now, of course, I'm making this topic seem a little bit more simplistic than it actually is. It's really a little bit more complicated. So let's take a deeper look. The general ledger The general ledger is kind of your pillar of your accounting system that holds all the financial data for an organization. That data is subsequently used to create financial statements, budgets, and other management reports. It's the information your management team uses basically to run the organization. Before financial statements can be prepared, transactions are recorded and classified, organized, and indexed through various steps to make up the accounting system. The accounting system tallies events and changes to each account that compromise your financial statements. These accounts are listed in, drum roll please, the chart of accounts, which is, you know, a chart of accounts. These can be quite simple or they can be long and complex, especially in larger organizations. For this reason, account names are often associated with the account numbers, which may provide further information about the type of an account. A company may designate a few hundred account numbers for each type of account. These numbers are sometimes referred to as the GL code. Now, there's no limit on the range of account numbers. However, You should take care not to set up too many accounts. Having too many accounts makes it harder to see the big picture and also tends to take a lot of time to maintain. Um, Your general ledger coding may be done by the accountant responsible for that activity or when we're talking about invoices in the accounts payable department. Now, here's how the process typically should work, all the way from recording of an individual transaction to preparing your financial statements. Transactions, as we said, are based on source documents and are recorded to the appropriate subledger, payroll, cash, inventory, receivables, fixed assets, payables, etc. Of course, your invoices are going to be to your payable subledger. The subledger activity is then posted as debits and pr- credits to the appropriate accounts in the general ledger. The listing of the account's name is also called chart of accounts. Getting a transaction into the general ledger can be done through a subledger, but it also can be done through a manual journal entry directed at the general ledger. It should be noted as an aside, as much as possible using journal entries should be discouraged. We'll do a separate video on that topic in the near future, but suffice it to say it is considered a weak process. Now, some accounts payable departments have what they'll call the GL coding sheet or simply um, the GL cheat sheet. This is to make their process a little more efficient and run a little bit smoother. And basically, it's a list of the GL codes most commonly used in accounts payable for coding invoices. 
Now, before we go on, I want to give you a few definitions that you'll sometimes see, some shorthand, some jargon. And even though we encourage folks not to use jargon, you know, it slips in and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you'll see the, the letters GL, which simply stands for GL. And you've already heard me slipping into the jargon, even though I shouldn't be talking about GL coding, which of course simply means general ledger coding. The other abbreviation that you'll sometimes see is COA, capital C, small o, capital A. And not surprisingly, that stands for chart of accounts. Now, before we get to best practices and that common misconception, I'd like to share with you that we have over 300 videos in our library with new accounts payable and payment videos being added every Tuesday and Thursday and some shorts on other days. Occasionally on Saturdays, we have a little Wordle fun. So please check out the rest of the channel after you finish watching this one. So back to best practices for creating and managing your chart of accounts. Number one, when you're setting it up, Plan for the long term, so leave plenty of room to add new accounts if they're needed later on. Don't think you know exactly where your business is going because you'll add new products, new subsidiaries, a whole bunch of new stuff, and you want to make sure you have room to expand in your chart of accounts. You don't want to redo it every time you uh, get a new business line. That's, that's best practice number one. Best practice number two, be consistent and use simple names so that it's easily understandable and manageable by everyone. Best practice number three, don't go overboard in trying to segregate out all possible information that anyone within your organization might ever need. You want to be reasonable in setting up your individual accounts. And don't forget, you can set up sub-accounts that will roll up into the account. So set up some reasonable accounts. You don't want to have to track every $5 that somebody might spend on, on something. Uh, best practice number four, if you haven't used an account in over a year, consider deleting it, okay? But what you want to do is best practice number five is once a year do an annual review of all your accounts and see which ones no longer make sense and which ones it might be okay to combine. You know, you might have had a lot of activity in one area and now you, you don't have so much activity there. So maybe you can combine two or three of them rather than just have it go to miscellaneous or something like that. Now, remember, this is the common misconception. Remember, your chart of accounts is not set in stone just like everything else in the accounting function, um, it's a common misconception that it is, okay? It is not the only one, the only common misconception related to the all-important accounting function. In fact, we believe it's so important that these misconceptions be eradicated. We recently did a video on that topic. You can watch it right now using a link that will appear momentarily on your YouTube screen and is in the show notes below. As always, we appreciate your thumbs up, your comments, your shares, and your subscribe.